It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, this is Dylan Short, host of Locked On Braves, and you're listening to Locked On Yankees. Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoy it. We have some administrative news regarding the Yankees roster and what everything's going to look like for opening day. There was one controversial move we'll talk about that people got upset about yesterday, but I will explain to you why you shouldn't be upset. We'll talk about Aaron Boone's thoughts on playing in empty ballparks. We'll talk even more about Tanaka's bullpen performance from yesterday and more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So let's start off the show by discussing the move that pissed off some Yankee fans. I said that the Yankees would make some moves in time for opening day, and they optioned Jordan Montgomery to their training site, which will be in Moosick, Pennsylvania. And a lot of people got angry about that because of how well Jordan Montgomery has performed during Yankee summer camp. This is simply because the Yankees are not using five starters the first time through the rotation. I don't know if you can hear her, but my cat Sweet Pea has some opinions about this Montgomery move. Sweet Pea, just like I'm telling everyone else, he will be back with the team after the first turn through the rotation. It'll be Cole, Paxton, then an opener game for the three games in Washington. And then Jay Happ will be pitching the first game against the Phillies on July 27th. Other moves that were made, Luis Avalon, 
who's a left-hander, David Hale, who's a right-hander, and catcher Chris Iannetta were all signed to Major League contracts, which means they're on the 40-man roster. Other players who were assigned to the alternate training site in Musick included Matt Duffy, Estevan Floreal, Davey Garcia, Zach Granite, Eric Kratz, Brooks Kriske, Tyler Lyons, Nick Nelson, Clark Schmidt, Nick Trapiano, Miguel Yajor, I don't know how to say that, and Tony Zick. I mentioned Clark Schmidt being moved to Musick, which was expected, and he won the James P. Dawson Award, which is issued annually to the most outstanding Yankees rookie in spring training. Obviously, that award is typically handed out in March, but this year's announcement had to be delayed until the conclusion of summer camp. As I've said on the podcast, I've been impressed with what I've seen from Clark Schmidt so far, and I like that Garrett Cole is taking him under his wing. That will be a very good thing. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Anyway, Schmidt said about that honor, I learned that I can compete at this level. You don't really know how you're going to fare until you get up here. I felt very, very comfortable. I was not out of sorts at all. To me, it was just another baseball game in a bigger stadium. I was happy to be able to be up here the whole time during camp and be able to compete with these guys day in and day out. It was a lot of fun for me. Schmidt is currently ranked as the Yankees' number two prospect by MLB Pipeline. He's 24. He made four official spring training appearances. One start, he posted a 2.57 ERA. He gave up two earned runs in seven innings with eight strikeouts. Hell, if that was one start, that would be a quality start. So as I mentioned on yesterday's show, Masahiro Tanaka threw BP from the Yankee Stadium mound yesterday afternoon. He said that he watched his first pitch travel across home plate without incident, and he exhaled, and then it was back to business. He faced hitters for the first time since his concussion on July 4th, which was caused by a comebacker off the bat of Giancarlo Stanton. He threw 20 pitches, and as I said yesterday, his next step will be this Sunday. That will include another live batting practice, which will take place in Musick, Pennsylvania. Tanaka said through a translator. Being back on the mound and being able to pitch without a doubt, it was a big step forward for me. It tells me that I'm progressing in the right direction. So he obviously won't be with the Yankees for the first trip through the rotation. Yesterday, Brian Hoke hinted that it's possible Tanaka will be ready for the Yankees' first series against Boston at home. And the day he could be slotted into the rotation is July 31st. That's a week from this Friday. Tanaka said, I think that kind of all depends on how I do in the next live BP. If everything comes out okay, I should be ready to go. But I think it all depends on how I progress up to that point. I will say the Yankees posted a very funny, very brief video of Masahiro Tanaka after he was done throwing his BP session. He was heading back into the clubhouse and he saw the Yankees social media person with their, I'm assuming, phone filming him and he just turned around and gave them a very funny grin. So he's looking and acting okay. Like I've said, the fact that he was hit in the head with a comebacker that was 112 miles per hour off the bat and that he wasn't in the hospital for an extended period of time and he seems fine is unbelievable. I mentioned that the third game for the Yankees will be an opener game and the three people who are possible to be opening that game, Michael King, Chad Green, and Jonathan Loisaga. 
Aaron Boone said that Michael King has earned his spot on the opening day roster. Boone said he really needed to show something, and I feel like he more than did that. I feel like he's in a great spot right now. I feel like he's throwing the ball really well. I feel like he has a chance to really impact our club this year. So the Yankees are already in D.C. because opening day is tomorrow. As I mentioned earlier, the rotation is pretty much set. The only thing we don't know is which one of the three between Green, Loizaga, and King will be the opener on Sunday. And I will have a preview for you that I will be recording tonight with the host of Locked On Nationals, Josh Neighbors. So look for that tomorrow. We'll be talking about the biggest storylines surrounding our teams and what to expect from the New York Yankees and the world champion Washington Nationals. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, or in my case, on your bed because you don't have a desk. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for your muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Aaron Boone discussed how it's going to be playing in empty ballparks this season. He said, once you get into it, the scoreboard's going and there's music. I found it pretty easy these first few games for our guys to get locked in and focused. I believe that it won't have that big of an effect. In fact, I expect us to hopefully use it to our advantage. I was thinking about how loud Yankee Stadium can get. I know a lot of people like to bag on the new stadium and say it doesn't get loud. But if you watched the 2017 ALCS, you saw how loud that crowd got. And... It'll be intriguing to see how the players respond. So far, they're doing well. I mean, they're hitting dingers and not having issues in the field. And I think in some cases, especially going on the road and being the Yankees and you won't have people booing you every five seconds, that might actually work in their favor. Now, of course, I'm disappointed in the fact that this season is being played without fans simply because I wanted the Houston Astros to be booed vociferously every place they went. And that will not happen without crowds. And I'm so disappointed because they deserve it. They're getting off lightly. And let's add to the fact that baseball already said that if people start throwing at them, they're going to be thrown out of the game right away. And speaking of that, um, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and I believe George Springer were all hit with pitches yesterday against the Royals, but none of them were intentional. It was just a matter of the Royals pitchers being absolutely horrible. And even Bregman, when he was asked afterwards, he said, yeah, I was hit with a one-two changeup. I don't think it was intentional. 
And let me say, it's not like I want the Astros to be thrown at. You know, we don't need bean balls happening every time they come to the plate. But maybe a ball skipping across their feet just to chase them off the plate, something like that. No headhunting. That's just totally wrong. But I don't like that it's already out there and that opposing pitchers already know that if they throw at the Astros, the umps are going to think that they're doing it purposely. And that stinks. I thought I saw something yesterday where you can use your phone. There's some sort of app and they'll make the crowd noise happen however you want it to, but they won't allow boos to happen at all. So I don't understand that whole thing. I mean, what crowd won't boo when something bad happens in a baseball game? I mean, if you're going to pipe in artificial sound, you might as well make it realistic. As I keep saying on Twitter, I think it's the funniest thing to hear the crowd noise when someone hits a home run in an empty ballpark. And as I've said, I love the sound off the bat. It's just the thwack of the ball hitting the bat is so much louder with no one in the ballpark. So Aaron Judge said about not having fans in the stands, he said, I miss them. I can't wait to have them back. I know that they've got the crowd noise that they're trying to add in there, but it's not the same as a packed out Yankee Stadium, which is what I said. Luke Voigt said, those couple of games against the Mets and the Phillies, it did feel like a game. It got us over the nerve factor of playing against somebody else, and I think that got us locked in for Thursday. We've got a tough road ahead of us, but I don't see anybody being lackadaisical. If they are, then people are going to call them out for sure, whether that's hitters or pitchers. I believe in us being locked in from the start. Aaron Boone also said there's going to be teams at times, individuals at times, that it does affect in a negative way. I feel like that's one of those battles, one of those edges that we need to be able to gain. We need to be able to find that energy every day and not have that be the distraction. I feel like it will inevitably be at times for teams and players. We need to take advantage of that. Giancarlo Stanton expressed confidence that his teammates will tap into the motivation by playing for the audience at home. He said, in general, it's going to be a different type of edge that you've got to bring to the table. Some guys feed off the fans and to some guys, it doesn't matter. You're going to see the difference and you're going to have to lock it in regardless. Is anyone else glad he didn't say strap it on? I really don't understand why baseball players use that term, but whenever they do, it makes me laugh. In late-breaking uniform news, the Yankees will be wearing uniform patches on their left sleeves of both their home and road jerseys this season to commemorate the life and recognize the passing of Henry G. Hank Steinbrenner. All players and coaches will wear the patch, a black oval bearing Steinbrenner's initials HGS for the entire 2020 regular season and postseason. Steinbrenner passed away back on April 14th at the age of 63 due to long-standing health issues. He was in his 13 year as general partner and his 11th season as co-chairperson, sharing responsibilities of overseeing all the aspects of the Yankees' business and operations with his brother, Hal. The Yankees said in a statement when Hank passed away, Hank was a genuine and gentle spirit who treasured the deep relationships he formed with those closest to him. He was introduced to the Yankees organization at a very young age, and his love for sports and competition continued to burn brightly throughout his life. Hank could be direct and outspoken, but in the very same conversation, show great tenderness and lightheartedness. More than anything, he set an example for all of us in how comfortably he lived, enjoying his personal passions and pursuits. We are profoundly saddened to have lost him and will carry his memory with us all. Always. The news of Hank passing away was shocking because we didn't know that he was sick and that he was sick for a while. 
and I always wondered how the Yankees would have been run if Hank were in the forefront instead of Hal. Hal is laid back. Hank was not. And I think Hank would have been more like his father. I think it's kind of better, maybe, that he was more in the background because when he was in the foreground, he stirred up some controversy. I don't mind commemorative patches or armbands. Stuff like that is understandable. What I don't like is the giant Nike swoosh that we're going to be seeing on the uniforms. No. Speaking of advertising, stadiums, because there won't be fans, a lot of stadiums will have tarps with advertiser names on them. Um, advertiser logos will be painted into the grass by the baselines. This is a very different season for everyone, including advertisers, and they're all coming up with different ways to show off their brand. I think it's pretty smart. I saw a picture of what Wrigley's going to look like when they play, and um, there's too many logos <laughs> in the picture. Um, I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but it was too much. It was like the entire outfield and the bleachers were filled with different logo names. I don't know if the Yankees are doing the same thing. They have advertisements all over the stadium, even on the different levels of the seats in the stadium. So they may not have to resort to using tarps in place of people. I already don't like all of the advertising around Yankee Stadium. It's just overkill. I understand why it's done. Who wouldn't want their product or service to be advertised at Yankee Stadium, but sometimes it just feels like too much. Years ago when I was at NBC, I went to the business development department because I had a friend who worked there and I jokingly pitched a campaign idea for Sloman Shield. I said to him, and this was in 2004, I said, you know how Gary Sheffield hits the crap out of the ball and that he usually fouls off the ball along the third baseline and the fans are ducking down every two seconds because he hits the ball so hard they don't want to be seriously injured by the ball. What if Sloman Shield did a campaign where they handed out shields to everyone sitting in those sections and whenever Sheffield came up to bat, they held up the shield? That could be advertising. He told me it was actually a very clever idea, but that it probably couldn't be done. So again, before I go, I'd like to remind you that tomorrow's episode will be a preview crossover episode with Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Nationals. We will be recording it later tonight. We will have a preview of the three-game series down in D.C. that begins tomorrow. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Fantasy Baseball. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 